Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message with our very own Pastor Joanne Wilson. One more shout of praise if you're ready to bring some things, for God to bring some things back to life. Now I'm about to read the word and some people probably feel like they want to stand as I read. That's okay, but you don't have to. But some people, I've been feeling and seeing that some people are there. They just, and I feel you. We're going to read from John 11. We're going to start at verse 11. And we're going to read a lot because you know what? We're in church, so we got to read the word. Amen. And leading up to Palm Sunday was the death and resurrection of Lazarus. So we're going to read about that today in verse 11. It says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was. He stayed where he was two more days. Everyone say two more days. And then he said to the disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said a short while ago, the Jews, they're trying to stone you and yet you're going back? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. And his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking of death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So when he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us, let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us go, let us also go that we may die with him. And then Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. We're going to jump down to John eleven thirty eight. It says, Jesus, once more, deep, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. He said, take away the stone. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by, the time, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. Everybody say four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that 
you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. If you are in this place and you hear the sound of my voice today, we're going to talk about the last straw. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So the last straw. Have you ever found yourself thinking or even saying, man, this is the last straw. Maybe you're there today. See, like, like if one more person tries me, they about to get the business. Like this is the last straw. If one more thing happens, I mean, it's like thing after thing after thing. This, this, this is the last straw. Anybody ever feel that way? Maybe you're there. I know I have. See, if, 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 if there's many situations. I even hear so many people who have experienced so much loss in this time. And they're like, man, this is the last straw. If one more person dies, this is the last straw, right? If one more child has to get shot in the school, this is the last straw. If my marriage, like if one more thing, if he does or if she does one more thing, I'm about to leave. You're at the final straw, right? See, the last straw is an expression that comes from a longer expression, the straw that broke the camel's back. And the idea behind that expression is that if you, if you, a, a camel can hold straw on his back and with a single piece of straw, it is so light that of course the camel can't feel it. But as you keep adding another straw, a second, third, fourth, and so on, you know, the camel still probably can't feel it. However, if you keep adding straw, the weight is going to get heavier and heavier, and eventually even adding a single straw to the weight, to the pile on that camel's back can break the camel's back. The last straw is also used to describe the last of a series of undesirable or unpleasant things that are happening in a person's life and the person comes to the realization that they can no longer accept what's going on. They are at their last straw. It's, it's, it, they can't accept it anymore. The situation has been getting worse and worse and worse and they're like, you know what, that's it. This is the last straw. I've been there before. I don't know if you've been following and, and catching in media um, Angela White's story. And Angela White is also known as Black China. And Black China is best known for her, uh, her, her place or her um, past being in um, the sex industry. And recently, 
We have been witnessing and she's been documenting her transformation. I think that's a good place to say amen. You see, she, um, she was baptized and she gave her life to Christ and she has been documenting the process of sanctification that she's going through. And I don't know about you, but maybe some of y'all are feeling real tight right now as she's talking about a stripper in church. But you know what? We can't be people who judge people. We have to celebrate when anybody comes to Christ. I'm celebrating because you know what? Another one has come to Christ in Jesus' name. That's a time, that's a miracle. That's something to celebrate. Amen? She has been back, brought back to life by the power of the Most High God. And she was recently in an interview and the interviewer asked her, see, what, what, what was the, what prompted this turnaround? What happened? And she said these words that I loved so much. She was like, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I believe Black China was communicating that she was in her last straw moment, right? She was done with her lifestyle and living the way she was living. And she said, as a response, she thought, okay, I gotta make a change in my life. And she went down, she said, I wanna be baptized. She did that for her birthday. And I love that so much as a picture because it says to me that something has to go down in order for it to come up, right? Something has to die in order for you to live. Come on, he can take Everything God can take anyone in any place of their life, no matter how low they are, no matter how far they are, and he can bring them back to life. And I love that so much because, you know, I, I love that she's been documenting this process. And what's beautiful is that we're seeing her, like she's literally with, a, with her phone or however she's recording this in the plastic surgeon's uh, office and you're seeing her remove the implants and all of the things that she had to put on to live her life. In other words, we're seeing her take off those grave clothes because she is no longer in that tomb, amen? Because the wages of sin is death, and so she gotta take off those grave clothes. And I wanna encourage somebody in here today that feels like they're at rock bottom. See, God is getting ready to pick you up and take you to a higher place. See, you're not too low for God to pick you up, amen? You're not too low for God to call you out of addiction. You're not too low for him to call you out of sexual immorality. There's a lot of that going around. You're not too low for God to call you out of anger and hatefulness, right? You're not too low for God to come and get you no matter what you've done. God can call you out of the tomb. Come out, amen? It's not too late for God to do that. See, rock bottom, if that's where you are today, is where sin dies if you let it. It's a great place to be. I love that she said that. It started when she went down in that water because she had to come back to life, to live when she came up. Amen? And it's such a beautiful thing that she's taken off those grace clothes today. And today I want to talk about that resurrection power. Resurrection power is in this place today. Y'all catching it? It's coming. 
is coming. See, Palm Sunday marks Jesus's triumphant entry into Jerusalem as king. He rode a young donkey into Jerusalem and he was met by a large crowd of people who were waving palms and saying, Hosanna to the son of Jesus, blessed is the king. And they were shouting all types of praises like that. And the people, they were putting the clothes and the palms on the ground as Jesus passed by because they too were taking off those grave clothes. Amen. They had to lay those things down. The Bible says in John eleven seventeen. now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So this is that Palm Sunday. They heard about that Lazarus miracle and they were like, we got to come and see this. We got to come. That's what the celebration was all about. And so the Pharisees are seeing this. They said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. See, the Pharisees were at their final straw moment. It was the last straw for them. Too many people were coming to faith because of the miracle event that Jesus had performed and his ministry was growing so large and that meant that their influence and their power was minimizing and that threatened them. And they were like, "Mm -mm, this this can't be. So it became the start, it's, it, it, was the, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. When I read of this climactic resurrection event, I believe that it is speaking to me so clearly today. And as I prepared for this message, the Spirit of God showed me a few things that us as disciples, all of us who are followers of Christ, are disciples, right, are called to do daily. Christ's followers should always be ready, first be ready to die. Ready to die. As Christ's followers, and I know y'all are like, what? I ain't trying to die now. You know, I'm good. Got my cute outfit. I want to make it to Easter. But you got to be ready to die. I'm going I'm, I'm to unpack that for you. Verse 3. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord... The one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. And then he said to his disciples, disciples, let us go back to Judea. See, the one who you love is sick. See, this, what I'm about to say is for the one who's always wondering, man, why do bad things happen to good people? You ever thought of that? The word for you today is just because Jesus loves you and you love Jesus doesn't mean that you're not going to find yourself in the middle of troubles. In some season, you could, you, you could be minding your own kingdom business, just praying and reading and you serving and you doing everything you're supposed to do, right? And then stuff just hits you. And sometimes it's like back to back and you're like, Lord, for real? Another one? Right? You got to get hot pitch with it, right? That's the last one, right? 
when you get high pitched, that's another straw. But being good doesn't mean that seemingly bad things, right? Seemingly, it's not bad. Won't the bad things won't happen to you? See, we have to. The difference between you know things happening to the just and unjust is the outcome. We got to look at the outcome. See, God may be bringing you through something as people of God, right? Don't see the painful experiences in your life as bad, but as seeds that are being planted and watered for God to grow something in you. If you know that there's always a possibility of something bad happening, then you got to just be ready to die. Ready to die. And why? Because growth seasons, growth requires death. Painful seasons yield growth seasons. Something has to die in order for something greater to live. We need to die spiritually or die physically so that we can rise spiritually. Y'all hear that? Die physically so that the spirit in us can rise. Amen? I don't necessarily mean, of course, that you're going to die a natural death, but the physical things that you're holding on to in this world have to die so that your spirit can live. Amen? Our preconceived notions, what we think we know have to die, right? Our, our, our pride has to die. Our opinions have to die. Our excessive pursuit of, of, of comfort and earthly riches have to die. Our shame and our guilt has to die. Come on. Doubt and worry has to die. Our sinful desires have to die. All so God can be glorified. If you believe that, say amen. God is doing something new. Something has to die in order for something greater to live. Amen. We're entering into spring season now, and I believe this is the growth season. Things have been dying all around us, and it's time for us to experience new growth, amen? What has been dying in and around you that's going to spring forth in this season for God's glory? And then the Lord says, let's go back to the scripture. Let us go back to Judea. This small, this short scripture is telling us this one thing. Obedience sustains our growth. Obedience sustains our growth. The, the, the disciples, when, when the Lord says that, let us go back to Judea, they respond, they're like, you know, why do we got to go there? Isn't that the place where they tried to kill you? Right? To the disciples, Judea represented a place that was dangerous. Why would they ever want to go back there? And they're busy trying to uh, uh, talk Jesus out of going back there. And see, he had to go back there because he had to uh, uh, bring Lazarus back to life. That's where he was. And so he's like, let us go back. And they're like, but why? And they're trying to convince him. And Jesus answers, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they will see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. See, what was Jesus saying here? Because that's a little confusing, right? I'm like, what does that mean? And so as I'm digging, 
the word came and the spirit of God told me that he was ready to die. See, Jesus was ready to die. Why was he ready to die? Because he already knew his time had not come. He wasn't, he still had work to do. He knew what was coming. So he wasn't scared of no threat in Judea because he knew it was not going to end in death because he knows how he was going to die, right? And be resurrected again. And so as he's set, trying to set aside the anxiety of the disciples, he's reminding them and he's trying to tell them and, and direct their attention that his time has not come. So he's safe from danger. He doesn't have to worry about what could happen in Judea. And then he's reminding them that he must make use of the appointed time to him before it comes to an end. People of God, the time is coming to an end. We got to be on it. We have to use this time. Use the time that we have because time is coming to an end. See, following God's call may seem dangerous, right? from an earthly perspective. And there are times when being a follower of Christ, in some countries even, it means losing their lives for the cause of Christ. It does. But then there's other times when God has other plans, we can be sure that his protection will keep us because he is always in control. Our job is to remain obedient because when we're obedient, that is what sustains our growth, amen? Jesus says, let's go back to Judea. And I'm asking you, where is God calling you? Where is he telling you to go? Maybe God is leading you to a new place or a new venture that might seem risky. But the word for you today is that godly risk requires us to be grounded in faith. Because the result of that faith is going to be so exponential that he has to make sure that you are grounded. So you don't think that you had anything to do with it. Sometimes the Lord is going to take you to the wrong places at the right time so he can do the miraculous. Amen? Amen? Being ready to die means being willing and ready to go wherever God wants you to go and do whatever God wants you to do, no matter how risky it is, so that he will get the ultimate glory through your obedience. We got to be ready to die. Amen? Amen? Come on now, y'all ready to die? Okay. I ain't looking for no lightweight believers up in here. We need some heavyweight faithers, right? We gotta be ready to die. And disciples are also followers of Christ. Not only are they to be ready to die, but they gotta activate some even now faith. Everybody say, even now. John, 14, John 11, 14 says, so, so when they told him plainly, so, he, so then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, all right, then let's, let's also go that we may die with him. He was ready to die, right? Jesus then goes and, and, and as he arrives, he comforts the sisters. I want, I'm in verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus has already been dead for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles for Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brothers brother when Martha heard that Jesus was coming she went out to meet him but Mary stayed at home and Martha said to Jesus Lord 
if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. See, the Bible said that he waited two more days. And I mean, that just makes me think that, you know, he had to, he didn't just have to wait for, for, for Lazarus to die. He had to make sure he was like dead, dead. Right? Because he ain't want no mistake, you know, for people to say, oh, he was just in a coma. He, he, he wasn't really dead. He was just asleep and he just had the, you know, Christ just brought him back. He ain't really bring him back from the dead. So he was like, okay, I got something for that. I'm going to wait two more days and it's going to take me four days before I get to him. Amen. Something greater was happening here. And they were about to witness God's irrefutable power over death. By the time Jesus got to Bethany, it had been four days. And, and it's interesting that both sisters at, both at different times, they both greet him with, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I believe that this sounds like something coming from people who are in their last straw moment, right? They were having, they were responding in a last straw moment. See, the sisters were at the end of themselves, but Jesus was just getting started with this miracle. Amen? Their faith was about to get a supercharge and they were about to experience the power of God like never before. And I want to say to you today, if you found yourself like you ain't got nothing left in you and you feel like you are at the end of yourself, oh, trust it, believe that God is about to do something crazy and you're about to experience him like never before. If you find yourself like you have nothing left in you, you are at the end of yourself, you ain't got nothing left in the tank, you ain't got nothing left in the bank you have expedited or expended everything that you had to try and make this situation work I'm here to tell you God is just getting started you may be at the end of yourself but God is just beginning in Jesus name y'all believe that the last straw represents pressure and when you apply enough pressure something has to break I'm here to tell you that you're about to see a breakthrough in your life. Come on, something has to break. And that's okay because we want the breakthrough. How many of y'all want breakthrough in your life? God allows straws and things to, to stack up and get heavier in your life, not because he doesn't love you, but he knows how he made you. He's not gonna allow too much for you. He knows what you can handle because he's the one that put the strength in you in the first place. He knows what you can bear. And so sometimes God has to get you to that breaking point so that you can see and experience his power and so that you can reach the breakthrough, right? Some of y'all are about to experience breakthrough in Jesus' name and sometimes God has to take you to the end of yourself so that no one can deny the miracle. Not even you, not even you we'll be able to refute that it was God who did it. Amen? See, Jesus knows that he is the life. So he could have waited. He waited as long as he did because he had to show them that not only did he have power to, to, to help sickness or power over sickness, but he also had power over death. Come on, a doctor can heal you from sickness, but only the most high God can bring you back to life. 
didn't have to respond with haste. He waited two more days because he knew that death was not final because he was the life. And I love this. I don't want you to miss this in verse 22. It says, but now, but I know, and this is Martha saying this in verse 22, but I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask after her brother dies. She says, even now, do you know how powerful that is? Everyone heard it. She was in a public setting and she says, even now, I believe that she was releasing an even now anointing in the atmosphere. She was releasing an even now faith in the atmosphere. And I believe right now we need to release an even now faith in this atmosphere. If y'all have been believing for the life and the resurrection of some things in your life for some time now, I'm here to say that even now, God can bring it back to life. I don't care what you've been through. Death is not final. It is God who is the life. And when he enters a situation, it can't stay dead. But all you have to do is believe. Even now, he can bring it back to life. Maybe you're looking at your dream and it's been dead. I mean, it's dead, dead. I'm here to tell you that God is going to bring it back to life. You might not be able to see it now, but if you believe, God can do it. Come on. It may be your marriage is dead hanging on by a thread oh no 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 as a matter of fact the thread is broken that marriage is dead dead even now God can bring it back to life maybe your sobriety you've been doing so good for so long battling that addiction and you had a little relapse and you're feeling down you're like Lord I feel dead even now believe that God is going to redeem you he's going to bring you back to life Hallelujah. Maybe you've experienced a miscarriage. Maybe you've missed, you, you had multiple miscarriages. Two, three, four. I'm here to say that even now, God is going to bring it back to life, bring that promise back to life. Because the reality is, if you can stare at your promise that is dead, dead, and still say, oh Jesus, even now, you can bring that back to life. How much faith is that? How much faith is that? We gotta release some even now faith in this place. Do I have some heavyweights in this place? Do I have some spiritual heavyweights in this place? Come on now. The enemy is not playing fair. We at the end times. We can't sit back and let him just knock us out punch by punch. We need even now. We gotta fight with that even now faith. I don't know about you, but the enemy ain't gonna win. Not in my watch. Come on, you gotta get gutter with it. We too nice. We too nice. Don't let that enemy steal your kids. They over there talking about all this nonsense. Identity, nah son. I ain't questioning, I know who I am. I know who they are. They are God's children. In Jesus' name. Oh, enemy, you can't have them. You better speak life into your babies. Don't let them question who they are. You tell them right to their face. You are a child of God. 
throwing all kind of nonsense in the media. You and listen, y'all better watch these electronic devices because the enemy is he is he is going after them with these electronic devices. And right now, I want to rebuke the attacks of the enemy on our kids through their devices. In Jesus' name, I pray that battery is gonna shut off. I pray that it's gonna be all kind of malfunctions in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all better start claiming the enemy can't have your kids can't have mine we gotta fight it's gonna take some even now faith because the devil ain't playing fair so we ain't playing either come on do I have some heavyweights in this place you can't take my marriage enemy I don't care how crazy he is or she is I don't care how far it is he ain't show up that's all right God showed up and maybe God has to kill the marriage the way you knew it because he's about to make something new. It's about to be a marriage like you never, never even seen. It's going to be a power couple. Come on, power. Everybody talking about power couple. Power couple ain't about the looks. It's about the spirit on the inside. And sometimes God has to kill it to make something new, something greater. And you know what? Sometimes they got to be public because people got to see how low you were so they can understand how high he's taken you. Something got to die in order for something greater to live. Are you ready for greater? It's the spring season. God is doing something new. Come on. Hallelujah. You got to keep believing. The dream died because God wanted it to be bigger and better. It wasn't big enough. He had to redesign it, reshape it. He was like, nah, nah, this ain't it. I gotta scrap that. I gotta, we gonna kill that. And we gonna do something else. Lamont, you, you write songs, right? Sometimes you gotta scrap it. It ain't right. But what I'm, gonna, what I'm about to come with, oh, that's gonna be a heavy hitter. People gonna move. Oh, that's gonna take people to a whole other place. More people. Sometimes he gotta kill something because it wasn't enough people that we're going to know him because of it. So, so he got to kill it because he got to get a, a, a bigger harvest, a larger harvest. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the Lord is speaking me today as I'm talking about spring. My garden, sometimes he got to cut some leaves off. And as a matter of fact, sometimes he got to cut the whole bush because it's about to grow bigger and better. Come on. More fruit. More foliage. More everything. Come on. This is a season. Don't be surprised. We see in Angela White's story. Don't be surprised. We about to hear about some others, some major ones. It's a revival already in the works. So many people are coming to God. So many people are coming out of that tomb. Come on. This is a life season. This is life season. If y'all believe that, say amen. Even now. Y'all got some even now faith? Y'all got even now faith? Even now, faith says, even if we pass the 11th hour, God is still going to turn it around. Because if he said it, we believe it. Amen? You got to have some crazy even now faith to look at that dead dream and say, man, it's not over. It's not over. Death is not final. Death is not final. Mary and those weeping with her brought Jesus over to where Lazarus was and, 
and Jesus was so deeply moved that we're taken to that short verse that we've all heard, Jesus wept. Was, was this the last straw for Jesus? Was death? I believe he was at his last straw moment, right? And many theologians will tell you that his weeping wasn't necessarily him grieving over the death of his friend, but it was really him angry at, the, at sin and death. It was his response to that. See, but what we find out later is that Lazarus had to come back to life so that Jesus could die and so that we may live through him. That's the gospel. His life was the catalyst for Christ's death that led to our salvation and the eternal life in Christ Jesus. Lazarus's resurrection was so necessary. It was so necessary because it also caused the most jealous Pharisees, Caiaphas, to proclaim and to prophesy about why Jesus was here in the first place. He prophesies about the purpose of Christ on earth and he ain't even realize it. See, even your hater gonna be prophesying about your life. Uh, come on now. Your haters gonna prophesy about what God's doing and they ain't even gonna know. Don't worry about them, amen? And as I close, I want you to just listen to the sound of my voice and bow your heads, close your eyes. The last straw for sin became the beginning of hope for us. I believe that some people have been brought to this place because they are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Maybe you're here because, I mean, you know you ain't been living right and you've been dead in your sin for so long and it's time to come out the tomb. Come out. Jesus is calling you out of the tomb and it's the tomb because the wages of sin is death. You're not too far for God to reach you. It's time to take the grave clothes off. He wants to bring you back to life because you've been playing around in that tomb for far too long. But in order for him to do that, because make no mistake, he can and will, you have to answer the call. And the question that you have to answer is, will you let him get you out of that tomb? Will you walk out? I believe you can. And right now you have an opportunity to go ahead and do that. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know you ain't living right. You know things ain't right. And you like, man, something's got to change. I'm ready for God to do something new. I need him to bring me back to life because this ain't it. These grave clothes ain't hitting. I look crazy. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Stop hesitating. Let's go. I see you, sis. I see you, sis, in the back. I see you, bra, on the side. Come on. You're not alone. I see you over there. You're not alone. I see you, bruh, standing up. I see you. 
and God sees you. Everybody, let's stand up in this place right now. Now, not only do you have to raise your hand to answer the call, you need to come out. Get out of where you're standing. Come out of where you're standing and come. Come right here, right now. If you had your hand, sis, don't hesitate. Get out the tomb. Let's go, bruh, let's go, let's go. Come on, come to the front. I'm gonna pray with you. I see you, come on, let's clap it up. See, the thing is, don't be scared because most of us in this place had to get out the tomb too, amen? And so we gotta get out. If we want something new, hey sis, what's up girl? What's up? Hey bruh, come on, y'all can clap it up. This is a miracle, it's Palm Sunday. They were celebrating because resurrection had taken place. And so resurrection is here right now. What's your response brothers and sisters? Are we not celebrating a miracle that's right in front of us? Come on. And I know God is calling some more people out of the tomb right now, but maybe you might be hesitant. Maybe you're like, nah, I don't like doing that whole public stuff, but you know what? You can't stay in the tomb. You gotta walk out of the tomb. And okay, fine, if that's where you at, man, look at somebody and be like, can you come with me? Look around at your brothers and sisters if you're standing out here. Everybody, look to your left and right, be like, I'll go with you. Take their hand, come on. Take their hand, take their hand. Come on, somebody. Good? All right. It's not too late, bro. There you go. I knew. Come on, sis. Come on, sis. He calling you. I knew it. Praise God. It's not too late. Come on. Get out the tomb. All the way out. We ain't going to keep a toe in the, t in the tomb. You got to get all the way out the tomb, right? Now, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe that he died for your sins, then you are completely out that tomb. You're out, you're, you're, you're a new creation. That's some good news, right? So I'm going to pray. And what I want you to do is just repeat after me, but don't just repeat blindly with your heart. Cause you gotta confess with your mouth, but also with your heart. You gotta believe it, that you are saved, sis. You are saved, you're not too low, you're not too far gone, amen? And so let's raise our hands and you know, you could, you could just raise it. And the reason why we do this is because we wanna show a sign of surrender. This says, you know what? I'm at my last straw, I'm sick and tired. It's, it's a symbol to say, I surrender to you, God, right? And so say it with me and everybody in this place, let's say it together. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I've, sinned. I've sinned. I'm not proud of it. I'm not I'm not proud proud of it. I don't want my sin anymore. I don't want my sin. I'm ready to take off the grave clothes. I'm, ready to I'm walked out. I've already walked out the tomb. So God, change me. Make me new. From the inside out, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. And thank you, Lord. For this, new life. for this new life. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. 
And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.